Welcome to the Casa Brew Show! Ooh, that was a evil Halloween a, spooky intro. Was, I, I gotta know what that was. I don't know what I that was. Check my drawers. That was the um the depths of the uh you know New York sewer system, I guess, since we're in the East Coast, maybe uh the, the Eastern the, Conference preview. Yeah, that's the maybe that's what um people sound like that kind of live down there. Yeah. To keep the people the, away. That's what I'm going with. They, they live in the sewer, like the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? <laughs> what do they, I mean, because I was watching something on Vegas. It was on, uh, you know, Darren Waller. He was a Raiders tight end. Now he actually lives in New York. But he, you know, had a real substance abuse problem with like, you know, opioids and whatnot. And so he, he does a lot of, uh, he does a lot of you know community involvement with people with substance abuse and so he was he was you know in the vegas like sewer system there's like this underground like so waiting to see where this goes civil, there's this <laughs> underground civilization oh of drug addicts that kind of just live in the sewers and been living down there for years because they're not like it's not like wet it's vegas you know so it like never rains or anything but uh, i don't know about that i mean i've seen some pretty torrential downpours in vegas what happens then in vegas you have yeah yeah i, I think it flooded or something one it was maybe during a summer league or something it was okay well, yeah it definitely hit, hit hit hard but that, go on i don't want to get i don't want to get in the way of your story here just in regards to that what, what the people said was oh yeah then we die <laughs> so what they said if it rains really bad <laughs> so i really feel like spinning this in a direction of it it's all it's always sunny in philadelphia episode <laughs> where charlie and and uh what's her name have to go through a sewer and they gotta hold their hands up as the water comes through anyway welcome to the cause and brew show was there a punchline to that story what's darren waller no, doing it no, no, was he no, in the sewer just... huh was he in the sewer darren waller yeah, was... he was talking to the folks i mean he, he wouldn't he, he never was at that and they were living in the sewer they were living and he was just and talking. And this is, this is the to... sound that you made to open the show. That, yeah, that was how I would, if I had to live in the sewer, that's the sound I would make to keep uh, other people away from me. Well, here, how about I segue like this? There will be five teams in the sewer of the Eastern Conference. We're going to cover them all. <laughs> we're going to tell you who finishes where and why. We'll make some predictions about the Eastern Conference. Broadcast school is paying off, damn it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm fired up. Uh, yeah, no, um, but I do want to talk about this sewer thing. I think uh, maybe it's just my childhood fascination with Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I thought you could live in the sewer. And then I kind of wonder what the sewers are like out here in Sacramento. I was actually thinking about that the other day. I was, uh, so I was driving along. I was like, is there a sewer? Actually, I think it was my son was asking me a question that made me think, is there a sewer underneath this street? And if so... Are the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles living down? No, I didn't get that far. But um, for those of you that don't know, me and uh, Brew haven't been able to get together in person <laughs> for a while. This is so the problem I'm thinking, here. <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking that when we, we just do, do this, together, we might need to do a little sewer tour. Ooh, just to, just to. Uh, kind of get to the bottom of the sacramento uh, there is some uh, sewer action in petaluma and i can't place the story somebody somewhere did something with a sewer in petaluma and i can't okay. place it i cannot place okay. it i might by the end of this show 
All right, all right. But, Hang on. Keep it, keep it in the back of hey, my mind. Hey, basketball turn. fans, I'm just so glad. You know, it's something funny because, like, if you're on YouTube or whatever and you do a show and you have yeah. five minutes of banter at the beginning, you will get hate. You'll get, like, somebody at your door knocking, knocking on your door. Why, Why did you talk for five minutes before the show started? I hate you. This show sucks. It's terrible. <laughs> Never mind. You can just mute it. Or you, if you're listening and it's not live, you can just skip ahead. Never mind, you could do that with this podcast. You could just hit the little forward button five, ten times, and you'll be I good. No, I kind of feel like. But why are you listening to somebody is, if you don't care what they have to say about sewers and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and God knows what? That's what I'm saying. I think the people that listen to us, this is the kind of extra tidbit that they get when you listen to the Cosmic Brew Show. <laughs> Like, no one was thinking, I'm going to get the ins and outs of sewer life. But you got it here. <laughs> you got it. Uh, okay, I'll put an end to this. <laughs> but I really don't want to. Because <laughs> there's, there's a lot there, man. There's a lot there. A lot, a lot there. Um, Did you okay. see this week's Cosm Brew Show? Those idiots were talking about sewers for 20 minutes. 20. I didn't even get, they, didn't even, they didn't even get to their top three. 20... <laughs> <laughs> That's probably true. <laughs> we covered the bottom five teams in the East. See you in a month. <laughs> all right. So the Eastern Conference is super interesting, right? There's like all sorts of stuff going on and things. And, uh, you know, as I was putting together my list, I was like, man, this freaking list looks a lot like last year's list and a lot like the year before's list and a lot like the year before that. <laughs> That's true. That's but, funny. You know, um, we always kind of do this, like we kind of work backwards up to the top and then we'll have a robust basketball discussion. Don't worry. And, and you guys know we deliver the goods. We don't just sit here and, and talk basketball like we've never watched the game before, which is at least half of the podcasts out there. We'll, we'll get into it. Um, but the final five teams that I have in the East, hopefully match your five teams cause so we can be in agreement because we always agree on like everything. That. You would like that, wouldn't you? I would. Um, who's your worst team in the league? Uh, Detroit. Okay. Mine's Washington. Ah! Washington. Oh, uh, Washington because their center position <laughs> could like evaporate at any given moment. And you could have Kyle Kuzma playing center like uh, at any point in time. Yeah. It could I mean, happen. That's fine. It's a fine pick. Yeah. It's a fine pick for your worst team. <laughs> I'm trying, man. I'm really trying here. I want to win this thing. Um, yeah, no, Washington. Uh, what are they doing? I don't know. Jordan Poole, sure. Why not? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't, I don't think that they could be the – I don't know. I like Tyus Jones. Yeah, I like players. I like Kyle Kuzma now. Yeah, I think Kuzma and Jones, I think, is enough to keep them out of that cellar, I think, in my opinion. Yeah. And then and then if Poole could just not turn the entire team against them before like 55 games. That's a deep now, sigh. Now, 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 we're, now we're talking. I, I, you know, <laughs> what is he doing? Like, so people are punching him, right? And then his teammates are like kicking him out as fast as possible. The refs, yeah. like, it was like there was the focus on calling the palming. But like yeah. every ref took it out on him. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like the palming call, I believe, 
is specific to someone annoying you. <laughs> That's what whether, I'm whether, whether it's a player or coaches, I, I feel like that's a call that comes when the refs are kind of over something on your team because there's just no i mean it's so prevalent yeah there, there's no justification he got all. like 15 of them i think right in like was, three weeks but think about it think about the relationship with the refs between him draymond and steve kerr those guys never stop complaining and look at Dre. look at Dre. we talk about this a million times but like he can punch a ref, and they don't right. care. Right. And remember, yeah, he's he's berating people all the time, and because he's Draymond, he gets this long leash, so I think it gets taken out. You know, Jordan Poole got a lot of the brunt of that. But when I watch an NBA game, and they call one of those things, I, I, I'm like, I've seen that 30 times today. You know what I would I, pay I, a lot for? I'd pay <laughs> a lot to, to just get, like, refs unfiltered. You know, some sort of show of some type, yeah. just like yeah. saying everything that's on their mind. Totally. Maybe a couple, maybe one of those, you know, sponsored by some sort of alcohol thing and have, have them have um, a couple drinks. Like the hot wings thing, that the, was the hot ones where they, they, they drink. Well, they don't drink on that show, but I would think if they drink and ate, ate wings and just talked about everybody. Right. Oh, that'd be great. Chris Paul, that guy. Let me tell you what he said after he turned the ball over for the fifth time. <laughs> and then blamed it on his teammate and then blamed it on me. Um, you don't buy the Cade Cunningham bump? Oh, what's he bumping from? I mean, he didn't play. <laughs> I, a lot of people think I mean, like, he's going to take a big step forward this year. And, and I mean, I'm kind of with them in the sense that I think he's got the capability. Sure. I mean, he can't... can't uh... You know, he can't go any farther back. I mean, what do you play? Like five games? I mean, you know, like. They say he's fully healthy from that, but. Okay, good. Uh, No, I'm rooting for him. I'm sure that that's something. But again, this is a guy I'm looking real quick. Yeah, he played 12 games last year. So, you know, if he's a good player, that'll help, you know, but I don't know. I don't know how much of a. A bump. I mean, you have the new, they have the rookie Thompson, right? And yeah, he looks pretty I mean, good. They, both of both yeah. of the Thompson twins look good. Yeah, I mean, they'll be better than they were. I like, uh, you know, the what's his name's uh, been around forever. Um, his name's escaping me. The coach. Um, oh, Monty. Yeah, you know, Monty, and, and Monty is a teacher, and people respect him. So I think you're gonna get the best version of that team. I just don't know that it's gonna be enough. Yeah, I mean, Monty Morris, Killian Hayes is the interesting one for me. I think um, in early reports that he looks good, um, but what does that mean? You know, good in the context of Killian Hayes. Uh, But, I mean, athletically, he has that that size and that that strength and the the quickness that you would like to have on the court. Jaden Ivey, I seen him take over games last year. Um, Sure. But very inconsistent. Uh, yeah. Alec Burks, quality vet, um, boy, and he's, he's barbecue chicken or whatever. Like he, he's just a walking blow by and he gets all the minutes. And that's, that's one of the kind of issues is you have to play a guy like that for some offensive stability. Isaiah Stewart. I'm not, they, 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 this guy's a beast. And, and the only way that he can produce offensively is to stay behind the three point line and chuck it doesn't add up but 
Love Jalen Turin. Um, Bagley's good as a backup. I don't know. I got them as my my 13th squad, and I've got Charlotte behind them. How do you like me now? Yeah, that's that's not bad. I, I think I, I think I could have went either way. I definitely could have went Charlotte as the worst team. Um, I don't believe that. You know, unfortunately, I think Lamelo is in that going to be in that category of never going to be healthy for you know more than 55 games or so is that because um, of his brother is that because well yeah maybe some bad part, luck there in, in part i think it's you know they just might not be very durable but i think you know just looking at their it's hard. The, there's a lot of data now on the on the overuse muscles and specializing in sports and in uh, as particular. But I thought sport. the NBA said everything was okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's fine. I mean, yeah, when that was want- a pretty funny one. All the all the physical therapists that are involved in the NBA world in unison were like, "What." Yeah, yeah. If you hadn't so, heard the NBA put out a report that says that their data says that load management and rest does not impact injuries um, yeah. favorably. So take that yeah. for what you, what, what you it, want. My thought process is the more, it, it, the more, it, more you put on your body, the more likely you are to uh, break it. But what do I know? Yeah, yeah. And I like it when players play. Uh, yeah. yeah, talk about tell tell that to uh, to the baseball people. They say the same thing. There's like more Tommy John injuries than there's ever been before. <laughs> but and it depends, well, the, your it's, point it's, about specialization is probably the one that's I don't know. I think it's talked about, but it's not. I don't think the first thing that comes to people's mind with this conversation. Like if you specialize, you're working those muscles over and over and over again, whatever it is. Right. And and, and if you aren't specializing for whatever reason you're growing up and you're talking about Lamelo and and his brother yes Lonzo did everything underneath the sun that you could do in in the pre-nba circuit you right. know at a young age so i think their body types um they're a little thin you know in, in Lamelo's case he's he's kind of gangly i think it was mm-hmm. bad luck you know the ankle thing and he the, sure. he the second time he heard it he landed on a fan right so, I mean, bad luck, but yeah. it's kind of when you see a, a degenerative knee situation like Lonzo, right? You got to wonder, does it run in the family? And so, and, and, and that's the thing. Some people are just not that durable. Some people are. Sometimes it's just freak. Sometimes you could come back, you know, like whoever thought that, you know, Livingston would able to be able to finish his career the way he did after mm-hmm. that. Just disgusting injury that he had you know that was the kind of thing where you wondered if he was going to be able to walk again let alone play basketball um so you know this isn't like you know you you look for a while like you know grant hill wasn't going to be able to continue um with with his ankle issues and you know he was able to kind of completely reform himself as a player and um so i'm not like throwing the nail on a coffin but right now the mellow is a is a is a high you know Pay, highly paid player you know he's a he's a max kid and so if he's not going to be there that's going to be stunting the growth of your organization well speaking of organization i mean they're there's such a bleep show over there that's true too. i mean you got a transfer of ownership 
from bleep show to bleep show it's it kind of seems um yeah. i mean you, you got them getting rid of kai jones um you know for basically tweeting a lot um you know tweeting sort of out of turn you know kind of about players and you know some some sort of conflict is brewing um but then you get the miles bridges stuff yeah, it's really hard because like, you know, the details are so sparse. I mean, looking locally, there's practically no coverage. That's classic small market thing. And the team yeah. has already got him back in the practice floor. You know, um, it was a thousand dollar bond he posted. I'm, I'm kind of not able to reconcile, you know, the two. If he threw pool balls at his kids, that tells me I would think of more than a thousand dollar bond. But, you know, hey. What um, what the report or the not even the report the um, the paperwork for the courts basically said that he threw pool balls at his ex wife girlfriend's car yeah and his kids were in it and there was a a account of child abuse in there yeah so I I don't know how that goes to you know slap on the wrist and you know thousand dollar bond and and you're released unless there's just more to the story than that. Um, but you know, they've got that going on in the background and, and LaMelo to kind of bring it back to the kind of more interesting basketball side has played very loose and very stupidly, you know, through his young career, lots of chucking, you know, and, and it's mixed with this, this, you know, control of the game. That's, that's kind of bordering on wizardry. So it's a frustrating thing. I think if you're a fan of good basketball to see, Somebody with so much talent also takes so many bad shots. So yeah, and it's it's kind of a it's kind of like. But that's Charlotte in a nutshell, right? Yeah, these bad organizations that kind of stuff kind of you know kind of filters down. You know, you bring, you know, Jordan. You know, kind of bringing Steve Clifford back. It's not a knock on Steve Clifford. I think he's a good coach, but like this this recycling and <laughs> jumping from coach to coach. I mean, when you're a player, you know especially in basketball, you know, if you know that a guy is going to be there for five seconds, you know, you can do whatever you want. So it's not like, you know, this is expected, you know, he's, he hasn't really ever had structure throughout his basketball career. So like it it doesn't just, people don't just mature, you know what I mean? So it's, you you even had weird stuff like PJ Washington got caught in a rock in a hard place with the free agency market. And he took a pretty below market deal. You know, right. just sort of he had to. So yeah. he's probably pretty pissed. And you yeah. got, um, you know, like guys like Nick Richards is your backup center. He got yanked around all year by Clifford. You know, so did Mark yeah. Williams. You know, these two guys are going to be front and center. And, um, you know, do they get yanked around again? Who knows? Um, you, you paid for Gordon Hayward when nobody wanted to pay for Gordon Hayward. Yeah. So it's just a lot, you know, there's just a lot of crap, though there is some talent on the roster. But, you know, I think it's funny we all talk about, oh, the East is deep now and and, and the West is this. It's just the NBA is deep. You know, this is a pretty damn compelling basketball team. 14th on my list. So whatever. Uh, I had Toronto at 12. Yeah, I was trying to um, push them up higher. And so this is my fourth. This is my, where are we at right now? Uh, I think if you had Detroit, Chicago, or probably Detroit, Charlotte, Washington, Washington, and I really have a hard time with them there, but 
they just seem kind of rudderless. It seems like we're talking Toronto. Yeah, like it just kind of seems like they've just been stagnant. They have some really good players that are all on the market. <laughs> that are all on the market, and you know, it kind of seems like Masai's going to be gone, mm-hmm. right? Yep. You know, just it just kind of seems like you know they're just there. You know, they're, they're just kind of like like it wouldn't shock you at all if. Anobi, Barnes, and Siakam were all gone by the by the All Star break. See, I kind of feel like it's Siakam that's gone, and his there was I forget the meme or whatever it was going around that like it was a press conference early, maybe like three weeks ago, and people were asking him tough questions, and the look on his face was like, "Get me out of here! Yeah. I, I hate this! I hate yeah. this!" And I think that you know this is a guy who's taken up a ton of usage. You know, a ton of ball handling and sort of tried to take the number one role early and often. And they all fought over that number one role all kind of the last two two years or so. And I don't think he frankly deserved it. Like, I don't think he was consistent enough. You know, I think he took too many bad dribbles. But he wasn't the only one, but he he might have been the worst offender. Yeah, and I, I just think yeah, they I mean they had a lot. I mean, obviously the well documented, you know, relationship with Nurse who's not there anymore, but it just seems like, you know, they 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 got a champ look, they got a championship. The Maasai, uh, you know, Nick Nurse Kawhi shoot for the fence thing, it worked. You got they tried to hold it together. They thought Siakam was gonna be better than he um better than he is. Um, but I think that the, as an organization, I think that they're just kind of just in the weeds here and there's not a decisive, there's not a, like, they're kind of like just letting things happen to them. Oh, someone's available. Okay. Maybe we'll try to get them. Oh, should we try to, we want to trade Siakam, but well, we'll just kind of see. Maybe they're just kind of there. Um, yeah, I just, again, if Siakam, I, mean, I, I think it'd be hard to get rid of Scotty Barnes, but I definitely Anobi and Siakam. I, I wouldn't be shocked if both of them are gone and Masai is gone. By, at the end it of the was year. as if too many of their players required a kamikaze approach to offense where like they, they can't beat their guy enough to also read and react, you know, as the, the beating occurs. Right. And so everybody's just going to take turns kind of a flow and it, it's not very optimized but yeah no I, I i'm right with you i have toronto at 12 and, and then i got orlando above Tor- toronto at 11 i was kind of tempted to try to move him up a little bit yeah i, well, I yeah i have them up i have them up a, a i mean little. I, I, I i had chicago ahead of them and i'm very tempted to put orlando ahead of chicago so that, that's what i did i have chicago next and then Orlando. You know, I think Orlando's I'd like on to the flip right that. I won't, but I would like to flip that. I I, I like Orlando. I, I think I like I like what they're doing. I just don't think it's going to be enough. Like I love uh, Benchero and um, Wagner. I really didn't think was going to be as good as he is. And I, so I'm, I'm. He's taking a leap, man. Yeah. So I'm I'm there. I'm I'm on it. There there. So it's so funny how both like, Wagner's. Yeah, neither. I don't think either of them is going to say are. But like Heck, that's, the third Wagner. No, he's not on the team. <laughs> you know, it's like um, I. It's weird how 
I could feel so good about a team that's bad and then so bad about another team that's bad. <laughs> you know, if you were to look at like Charlotte and and uh, Orlando, two bad teams, but one actually looks like they're moving toward like next year being in the playoffs and they got a lot of assets and they seem to be having a good time playing and there's just a lot of things to like about Orlando. Um, but I just think they're still a little too young to really move into that upper echelon. It's, it's good that they got kind of no real offensive usage out of their centers um, because Paolo's going to take a ton of shots and, and, and Wagner deserves the ball in his hands. It feels like that piece of what they, they have going on is good. Um, you know, Fultz, I think, is actually going to have a really good year. You know, like I think he's just going to continue his upward trend. Right. And then you start, you, you you actually wish he would do more with the ball. And and a guy like Cole Anthony comes into focus. You go, all right, maybe there is space for Cole Anthony to chuck a little bit on a squad yeah. like this. But then the Anthony Black draft pick, I, I don't know. That's where I get a little fuzzy with these guys thinking, you know, I'm not, I'm not a big fan of Orlando kind of oh, historically what they've done with their transactions but that 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 takes too much away from what the the good that i see in orlando with the fact that i think the team is kind of constructed well i mean it's not not good enough to get into the playoffs easily right but paolo's obviously a great player wagner is probably an all-star in this league you know and 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 a multiple time all-star and that's really what I look for like projecting forward with with Blanchero, like do you think this is the number one guy? And not only do you think this is the number one guy in six years, seven years, do you think this is the number one guy that's gonna be in that top five that you need to, to win a championship? And I think he is. I think he's really, really good. He he hasn't done anything to make me think it's not going to happen. I'll put it that right. way. So so knowing that you have a guy is is a, is such a like what I find big it. deal moving forward with with trying to win a championship. Right? Knowing you have that piece, this guy's going to be able to give us twenty eight to thirty two points in big time playoff games. That's a huge deal. It's a huge deal. What's also interesting is you've, you've got a really weird sort of inverted offense here where all of your initiation can happen out of the three and four slots. It's not common, you know, right. in the NBA. So I think that is kind of it's a unique factor that can work in their favor because the whole league is running pick and roll with their primary ball handlers generally being one through three. You know, mm-hmm. And so you can go out there and fashion other players around these guys. <clears throat> you know, that the, the league doesn't covet as much. Right. So you can, and, and Markel Fultz might be a great example of that. Like, you know, there's not teams probably knocking down Markel Fultz's door to be like, hey, we need you as our, we're, you're the primary guy. You know, we want you, you know, to run right. our offense. And he's very good. And, and, and so to be able to bring him on, keep his defense on the floor, keep what he does well as sort of a third or fourth option, man, you know, with, with nobody else knocking on his door, so to speak, you just won, I think, you know, in terms of roster construction. And then, you know, they got questions. What are they going to do? And I really like Jalen Suggs. I'd like to see him get healthy and, you know, see what his best version is. Yeah. Um, I think they probably could trade Cole Anthony. I, I really wish they had done something else in the draft 
other than Anthony Black. <laughs> just... I think that's the one that's getting me. Anthony Black. Sorry, man. I just, risky. I, I just, I don't think it's going to work for him. You know, and the, I mean, maybe he can find some niche in the NBA, but I mean, if you can't get around people and you, you know, yeah, you're kind of a, know. You're a system yeah. player at that point. Yeah, they, you know, we'll see. I saw him a little bit in Arkansas. He's fine. Um, He's like Kyle yeah, Anderson really, or something. Really early, though. I mean, I, I didn't think that. It, it's a reach. It's a reach. You're, you're looking at his body, but he's not like athletic. He's looks like he would be. But, like, but, never, but like, on, I, the, I on his I, way to the hoop, he's not getting any of, any of that athleticism. Right. Like I, 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 I like he never jumped out. I mean, I've watched Arkansas because my my father-in-law is a huge Arkansas fan. I watched them. I don't know, six times maybe last year for big chunks of the game, and I, he never jumped out as me as a. I was a little surprised when he went into, when he entered the draft. I was surprised. It makes me wonder was, if they're so. just they know they're dealing Cole Anthony, and they're like, we gotta have a backup for Markel because you know health history and whatnot. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. So, uh, it's so you had Orlando and Chicago right next door to each other. Chicago to me just seems like an obvious fade. They're running yeah. it back. It feels like they're going to trade Demar at some point. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, who knows how long Zach Levine stays upright? You know, Vucevic yeah. is exploitable. Pat Williams is going to, you know, probably take a step forward. I like Kobe White. Um, yeah, I mean, there's just. Yeah. Yeah, just the, the Levine injury stuff is just Not hard great. to deal with. It's just hard to deal with. It's just hard to think that he's going to be around and that you can develop any sort of consistency. I think DeMar is just, you can get, you can always get for a player like that who's just great locker room, consistent, 24 you know, gonna play hard defense, fits into any system. If you're not winning, I mean, he's gotta go. Like, you know, this is where Miami, you know, toward the trade deadline is like, we failed on everything. DeMar DeRozan's out there. Like, mm. you know, it's, it, he, you can't, there's, there's no Another logic player lacking him. true range. Huh? <laughs> Another player oh. lacking true range. I mean, it's the Miami way. <laughs> Yeah, but it, it, it's fine. I'm, I'm okay. Don't make it work. I'm, I'm okay. I'm okay. Yeah, we'll talk. I don't want it to go in a different discussion. But yeah, I just don't see that this is remotely. I don't. They're kind of like Toronto. I just don't see that this these people are going to be here. <laughs> and and <laughs> what are they doing? I mean, that's that's my that's been my question for them for the last couple of years. I, I think it's interesting that Zach Levine's probably going to have like an old man game as soon as this year. A yeah. guy known for the most vicious dunks you know, is, is, is basically going to be a jump shooting old man game guy yeah. pretty soon here. And, uh, that's what happens when your knee gets hurt. Yeah. Uh, okay. So Chicago, I got him at 10, you got him at 11, Orlando, you got him in the play and that's nice. Um, so I have, um, Indy at nine. I'm gonna guess you do too. Yeah. I just don't think I can count if I have India at nine. Who am I missing? Mm-hmm. Well, while you're counting, I'll just gush about <laughs> Tyrese Halliburton. Yes, please do. He, he's at, he's the athleticism is now there, and that's fun. 
because I didn't think he was all that athletic in, in NBA terms, you know, during the time he was with Sacramento. And even last year in Indy, I didn't think he was super athletic. But now it looks like some, he's growing into that body a little bit and he's starting to get that first step on people. And he always needed a screen to get by somebody for the most part. And he, he would always rely on a step back three you know, as, as his one-on-one go-to move. And, and now I'm seeing him just take guys right and left. And so uh, just to open that up with the vision that he already had, to me, that's great. <clears throat> um, it feels like they'll get rid of Buddy Heald. If they do or don't, it doesn't matter to me. Um, a lot of good young talents. Miles Turner this feels like this could be his prime season. Um I don't see any reason really to fade these guys. I mean, they, they did do some kind of silly, stupid stuff with players that they didn't play last year and then bringing in some guys midseason. And they, they were all of Kevin Pritchard's misses in the draft, guys that he couldn't get. He went out right. there after the trade deadline and talked about it. And he was like, well, we really liked that guy two years ago. You know, <laughs> so we brought him here. You know, it's like. Okay, you know, nobody really wanted Aaron Neesmith, but you're giving him 30 minutes and knock yourself out, you know, and, and, and to his credit, Neesmith had some decent moments, but, you know, they, they did that with Jordan Wara, um, Isaiah Jackson, they, they shelved, I think he's a real good player. Theoretically, they could get something and I know a lot of teams could use a guy like that. Jalen Smith, right. they did the same thing. Um, then they draft Jarais Walker, who's put up some decent numbers, you know kind of has the look of a player that could be something. So that'll be fun to watch. They got no shortage of players in the front court to turn to. Um, Benedict Matherin, he's good. So Benedict. I always root for a guy named Benedict. And Bruce Brown. And Bruce Brown. That's a big one. That, to me, is kind of the... Uh, no, I'm not trying to fade the name Benedict. That's a great name. I, 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 I kind of like... That's, to me, the, the big one. That's the big one. You get a tough, really good score that uh, I think that him and Halliburton are really going to be able to do some damage. They're going to be tough end game, which is very difficult for young teams and teams that haven't you know, been around the block a little bit. But you have like two kind of like hardcore dudes that know how to like get things done at the end of game. So that, that I think is going to get them way more wins. I really wanted to put them higher, but... Yeah, I could put uh, I could have put them higher. That's for sure. Because yeah. I think the yeah. teams underneath. Well, I've got a team in the top four that is going to surprise maybe people. I don't know, but the top three are the top three. That next group of four through eight, or or five through eight, there's there's ways they can slide. Yeah, and um, so I could have I could have Indigo, you know, pick off like one or two of them. Yeah, and 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 get up as get maybe as high as seven, you know, to uh, to get a little bit better positioning within the play-in structure. Um, well, I had to keep it moving here. I had Brooklyn at eight. <clears throat> okay, I got him a lot higher than that, but well, I wanted to put him higher, and yeah. and I'll say this: Ben Simmons looks as good as Ben Simmons will ever look. <laughs> How do you right. like that? That's that's, that's good. <laughs> he was so like he has a great first step right now. He looks as athletic as he's looked probably ever. Right. He still has issues. Like I mean, he's, lots of he's them. part of the he's part of the reason I have them real high, and I'll get to that. You know. Well, they like him. 
and and so does Mikhail Bridges. They can like, and that's fine. I think that you know, in a when you when you trot out, because I think you know he understands the game. He understands that he needs to reshape himself and not and playing and playing hard and playing good defense. You know, you you're gonna trot out a lineup with him, Bridges, Cam Johnson. That's a lot of arms, and that's a lot of length, and that's a lot of athleticism that can defensively really disrupt things. It's a great so, regular season squad, that's for sure. That and that's what I'm. That's all I'm doing right now. I'm just yeah, yeah, yeah. The no, that's season. noted. So that's what. So I have them way higher. I had. Um, I have at eight. I got Atlanta. No divergence. Yeah, divergence. I, I love I it. Atlanta at eight. I I think that. Um, Quinn Snyder can rescue this thing and get everything back on board. I don't know that the damage, I don't know the relationship between the players and the and the management and front office and ownership. I feel everybody's been on the trading block. <laughs> and, I, I want and, you. And, and everybody's been disrespected. And so I think this will be Quinn Snyder's greatest hit. If he can get them all to be like, just play for each other then they jump way up there so right. guess where i got them huh. you're gonna laugh i got them at four okay so that's the team huh? okay yeah that's the that's the and you know me i've been kind yeah. of anti i mean not anti but like you know trey young i think it was pretty clear that he was getting humbled this right. last year it was pretty clear he was a problem this right. last year so as much as we had to eat our words for fading him early in his career it wasn't all a he loss. He came back to earth when he came back to, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's just yeah. a lot there. Um, DeJounte Murray is clearly the franchise player, the, the guy that they prefer in the front right. office. And I think Quinn came in and, you know, it was great that he got that little half season, you know, to yeah. a quarter season to, to really, you know, get his hands on things and, and try to make things work. Um, playoffs wise, I don't know if I would say it was either good or bad per se for them. Um, I think they left some, um, some money on the table in some regards with the right. way they played, even though they were ultimately not, not going to win or advance much. But, um, this, I want you to, if you can, and I know it's probably not possible, but go check out their preseason game against the, uh, New Orleans Pelicans. Yeah, they were all business, and yeah, this is preseason. And look, I've watched enough preseason games to know that most of them are all BS. But I don't. There was something about this that you know, you got a lot of players like a guy like Bogdan Bogdanovich. You know, this is kind of his last. Yeah, uh, not like peak season, but this is his last good season. I think he knows it. Like his knee. You know, he's done everything he can to kind of lighten his body, and he knows that it ain't getting any better from here. Yeah. And, you know, they had these plays they were making that typically, especially in a preseason atmosphere, especially if the team is young and immature, these plays that they're kind of beating up on New Orleans, a team that's not mature, a team that's not ready kind of to try to take a step forward, they might be celebrating. They might be getting some ego involved, you know, talking trash. None of it. Yeah. None of it. They just sat there and they just kind of like, yeah, we need to do this. And so the chemistry looked good. That's a good sign for a team that's got guys that have been around a little bit. They're still young, but but they've been around enough to be at the point where they want to like BS in preseason. 
So the fact that if, if you're saying that they were pretty serious, that is a very good sign. The, the, that, that kind of thing you that's that's the kind of thing you can take from preseason, right? Like they they're not if they're actually really concerned about doing things right, you know, in the preseason, that that's a very good sign. And they were crisp in their execution, which was nice. New Orleans was not. <laughs> New Orleans. Yeah. Uh yeah. New Orleans, oh boy. I, they're they're um it gets really old, I think, watching Zion go left and Zion go right. I, I just, yeah. I think that the that the thing that's going to happen with that team is going to when we do the West. I'd be curious to where I haven't looked at the West or where I'm going to rank them, but that Brandon Ingram looked bad all summer. It's like a bad vibe there, but whatever. That's them. Yeah. Um, I think the uh, so you got Anyeka Kongwu. He's really looking. He's starting to shoot a little bit better was pretty liberally taking threes in this game, which he can do in preseason. But I think you'll see that as a trend in the, in the upcoming season. Um, Clint Capella didn't play. I don't think he has played in this preseason. Um, he's a guy that's going to probably be on the trade block. I think um, maybe they just slow play it and see what they can do with him. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, yeah. But, but uh, look for him to look for, uh, look for the, if they can get away with not uh and I know no one's said it, but I could see him um, if they could get him out to Golden State. Mm. They need, they need, they need another big. Well, I'll tell you, man. Badly, I want to, I want to, I want to like start a Hall of Fame movement for Kevon Looney because that man can play basketball. Yeah, but they need him. But, they but, need. <laughs> he needs to get off the floor. You know, they need him to get through the season, and they need him. You know, last year, I mean, he he played all eighty two. I'm pretty sure. Which is crazy considering his history. Right. And I just don't think you can play with fire like that. Well, I say because nobody's gonna, dying to pay the... Clint Capella. So when you right. say, like, the Warriors could pull this off, I think, yeah. Like, it, and it's it, it's kind of funny because, like, you might not think is... Clint Capella would fit there, but look at Looney, you know? Right. Non-shooter. Right. And, and Capella has had that, you know, experience in the league, and he's got a little bit of savvy. Right. He could be that guy, and I and actually looking at Dario Saric, I don't think he can be the guy now. Like I think I think after watching him play, I'm a little bit more concerned that in the playoffs he'll be unplayable, just because of defense. Yeah, but um, but 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 the, the, maybe burying the lead. Jared Johnson in Atlanta. Oh boy, he's good. Uh, so probably Jalen Johnson. Jalen Johnson in Atlanta, the yeah. rookie from last year. He is, he's a specimen. <clears throat> yeah. It's, they're, they're, but, be, but, but balance <laughs> wise, balance wise, I think that they got a great team, you know, kind of top eight and, and I'm going to put them up over uh, Cleveland, Miami and Brooklyn and New York. Okie dokie. Um, so we were at nine with, indie kind of um and then eight i had brooklyn and you had brooklyn at where i have brooklyn up at uh five at five okay maybe a little bit more on brooklyn um nick claxton looks like he's he's ready to play there was a play last night where um pat beverly in his true pat beverly fashion did this cheap move i mean we're talking like honestly somebody should have just punched him you know, from like like the thirteenth man or something should have come on the floor and punched him. I don't know. 
Yeah. He, he walks up to Nick Claxton after a play's done, and I believe Claxton was getting talked to by another player. And and Beverly comes up and full on like open like oh as as much wind up as you can get tries to slap the ball out of Claxton's hand. He's like Claxton's barely even looking at him. Yeah. And I mean, kind of like like imagine a player trying to punch a football out from a uh, player a, a running back running kind of past them. You know the the, yeah. the the punch down on the ball. He did it that hard, yeah. and it yeah. was great because Claxton wasn't even paying attention to him. And still held on to the ball. Like, he couldn't punch it out. So there was that. And then the very next play, he just dunked all over him. That's and even better. It, it kind of spoke to, like, how tough Claxton is. And um, I think he's better than people give him credit for. Now, the only question I have is, can he and Ben Simmons be on the court at the same time? Yeah, but I think that's more of a playoff issue. Like, I would definitely fade him no matter where they finish. I'm fading them in the playoffs just because I, they don't have enough guys who want to shoot. I mean, Lonnie Walker, maybe he keeps it going. Maybe he comes off the bench and is that, you know, really into that instant offense. And But really, I expect Ben Simmons to become Ben Simmons. <laughs> so, wait, 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 wait. You need me to give you a break here so you can finish whatever you're eating? <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. We'll, we'll, we'll have to edit that out. But, um, oh, no. No, no. That's staying no, no. in. That's staying I in. Just, I just, I just, I mean, there. What are you this eating? Is, you, you, you're going to be. Uh, it's the Mike and Ike's? I, I have a pack of Mike and Ike's right next to but That currently was a lemon head. I, I'm, see, I, I'm glad I even, I was in the ballpark. You were. You were. What that you were eating. That's good. That That's good. Close. My skills are there right now. Um, <laughs> so, uh, I mean, the, the the lineup you describe with all that length. I mean, it's 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 very interesting, and I do feel like they kind of. I don't know if they told Spencer Dinwiddie or or what the story is there, but I think they might be out of the Spencer Dinwiddie running the ball under the ground offense. I think they're clearly going to give the ball to Mikhail and let him do whatever he wants to do. And I think he's ready to be a number one option. I think mm-hmm. he's going to get his shots kind of how he wants and where he wants. Um, some I mean, depth issues with this squad. I, I wouldn't want to get into that bench too yeah, much. Uh, the, yeah. I mean, but I mean, like, like yeah, you're looking at like Cam Thomas, late career, Royce O'Neal, Dorian Finney Smith yeah. after lo- losing all of his confidence. Trendon Watford. I mean, there's a lot of questionable stuff. I like Dennis Smith Jr. I don't know if you know he plays uh, too much early on, but yeah, I, I, I like the know. concept I, of all those arms and legs. I'll just put yeah, it that but, way. And and we'll see. I mean, we'll see. There's some mix and match that could go. If Ben Simmons, if they could run some stuff through him at that like free throw line, and you know he doesn't want to shoot, so if you want to initiate offense that way. Uh, maybe they could find some time for those. He's feisty know. though. Like, like I'm, I'm not going to stand here and say that Ben Simmons is was ever there in the first place. I'm not going to say he's back. Uh, I don't know if he was ever there, but like, <laughs> he at least I think you're what you're going to see out of him is that he's kind of in an effort mode, and he's got all the th- all everything to prove in the world right now, and I think he wants to prove it. Which we'll see if it's too little, too late. You know, if, if the way that he's approached his career 
catches up with him and it's not enough, you know, to get him over the hump, so to speak. But it is noteworthy that Mikhail Bridges is super supportive of Ben Simmons. And well, so, I mean, players always are. I mean, they, they a little bit players, over. Players the, don't players don't get into like what us in the media get into as far as players doing this and their effort and this because they don't need to. If a guy's not on their team, they don't really care about him. You know, they, they, they don't really care. They don't, they don't listen to all the, like, stuff about them. All they know is when they walk through the door, what they give them at that point. I mean, I would just I would just send you back to that f- first couple of days of, of Harden and Embiid together. If you listen to Embiid talk about him in those first few days. Yeah, but they actually was... didn't like each other, my opinion. But, what, for the first couple of weeks they did. I, I see. Yeah, what I'm saying is I think was... the Mikhail Bridges, Ben Simmons love, if you will, for it's not at that level, but like the... I think there's there's more inclination to support him than maybe should be deserved. I'll put it that way. Like, I wouldn't, if I was Mikhail Bridges, kind of, unless I, unless I knew this was the only thing I had available to me. You know, and well, it's like, okay, I got to make it work. Well, he does. I mean, what he, they're not going to, de- they need Ben Simmons. <laughs> you know, like, regardless of what you think of them, they need him. So what's he going to do? You know, uh, he's got to support him for, for him to be the best version for them to get as far as they possibly can get. And it's high rank. They need Ben Simmons to be a good version of Ben Simmons. If so I was really, a, uh, if I was a GM and Mikhail Bridges came to me and said, this guy's BS, let's get him out of here. I'd listen. I don't think he has that. That's you. I don't think he has that kind of clout yet. And because people don't really like to listen to the, to, to, they don't like listening to, to perennial all-stars who say that kind of thing. But if I was a GM, I'm just saying. So anyway, Mikhail is being very supportive of Ben. I think that's a good thing. Oh, of course it's good. I think it's a good thing. Yeah, yeah. We'll see. I think it's an extraordinary development of the utmost importance and and nothing else can can possibly meet. No. All right, Miami. I got them next. I got them at seven. I I think it just sucks to be Miami and lose out on Dame Lillard. I have New York at seven. I have Miami at six. Yeah, I wouldn't fight you over it. Uh, Miami, yeah, they're... Um, I don't really know what... I, I think that... Uh, Can I get a picture of Kyle Lowry? Because if he's not 30 pounds overweight, maybe that would make a difference. I don't think... I mean, he's he's getting up there. He's played a lot of basketball. 38, I think. Is he 38? He's played a lot of basketball. And, you know, what is he? He's 37. Probably be th- he will be... 38 by the by season end um yeah i mean but he's got to be in shape i'm sorry like yeah I, I, I yeah i haven't seen him but i think he's did it i'm not he'll be fine i mean i, I don't know i just don't i just they don't well, you they, lose gabe vincent that's not great i think all of the i think i i don't know what they're they bring in Josh Richardson, so that's probably. I don't want to. I want to say that that's a a wash because I mean Gabe Vincent is really good, and and the fact that his knee held up so he could be that good in the playoffs um, was a small minor miracle. Um, Tyler Hero, you know, wasn't really around for the the the, the end of the playoff run, and uh, that's 
I guess, a plus. You know, they made it that far without him. So you're looking yeah. a little bit of found money there. But really, this is the same team. I mean, with some think, some Miami I, heat, heaty kind of players in the back end of the roster, you know, Jamie I mean, I, or Jaime uh, Jaquez Jr., I mean, he'll probably be decent, you know, I as like, a low-end play. Yeah, I, I like him, but... Caleb Martin's I been think, a big favorite of mine forever. You know, yeah, he's great in the playoffs. I don't know. I don't know about Josh Richardson being able to carry the weight of Gabe Vincent. Oh and no, 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 no! I think no, that no. that's that's a big that's Struess, a big loss. I'm glad they got rid of Struess though, who was a favorite of ours. We love yeah, Struess. The thing is, like, but I wasn't again, gonna pay him. Yeah, that's, I, I understand that, but the thing is, again, like, he's one of those rare Miami Heat players that likes to shoot that ball. That's uh, that's like, that's for like, real. That's, like, that's, I've <laughs> never seen an organization who's this good continuously get people in the building that hate shooting the basketball. <laughs> they're, they're they're trying to get the shot clock kicked out of the game. They figure okay, they could just okay. you got to take about, the ball from my hands. Then you can seconds. win. Can we have a forty-second shot clock at least? Yeah, I mean, like, so that—that's where. But they gotta know, make a move, right? Like, something's gotta happen I, here. Oh yeah, I mean, like, because if you're if you're Miami and you you were just in the you were in the bubbles final, you you have this great run last year, you lose key parts, and then you just like you make the biggest deal about uh, the Dame about Lillard Dame, thing is is Dame that... Lillard. And then you go about it the most disrespectful and arrogant way. Like what they they didn't make an offer. <laughs> like they did not make an offer for Dame Willard. <laughs> they threw some crap against the wall and said, "We're the Miami Heat. Why don't you just do this for us?" <laughs> you know. <laughs> do you think Pat Riley like just got way over his skis and and finally met his match? Yes. <laughs> you know, just like this worked for me so many times in the past. Oh. But they've been taking some losses. I mean, they wanted to get Kevin Durant in there. They, they've, they've been, like, playing this game. But because they've been successful at the end of the season, no one, like, kills them for all these losses, you know? But this one, the luck might have ran out. You know, this this time because they're they're not really they're not really aggressive in the regular season. I, I don't see them as going after it and saying we got to get in the top four to, to make some to make some noise. I wonder if so players they, don't want to play for Spoke because he's going to hold them accountable. Oh, that's very possible. That's it's, very, it's, and you know, same with possible. with Pat Riley. Like, you know, you could go to L.A. where you could just kind of walk all over everybody. Yeah, I mean, like they'll talk. I mean, like Shaq is pretty funny. Like if you, when Shaq gets going about the Miami days, like it was not his favorite place to be, you know. Like you know, Pat Riley had them weighing in and stuff, and uh, on exercise bikes if they didn't like, you know, have a certain like uh, didn't hit their weight targets and stuff or their their fat percentage. It's not for the, playing in Miami is not for the faint of heart. It's How did really Kyle not. Lowry get a, get away with it? That's what desperate. I want to know. They were desperate. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, I mean, and, and so they're going to sit here at the bottom of our lists and probably be in the NBA finals. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But we'll make a couple of predictions here at the end. Okay, let's quickly, let's talk New York. Like, New York, Jalen Brunson, good. Julius Randle, bad is my analysis. And yeah. That's my simplified analysis. I think they've got, they've done everything they could with, uh, with, and, and it was crazy. They got R.J. Barrett, who's like 
basically Julius Randle with like a little bit better shot selection. Uh, and, yeah. But they got all these. I, I like the Knicks. I actually had them. I, I, had, I wrote them in at like five. Wait, no, I have them at five. And you got them at seven. They're at seven. They're fine. I just, they're I think that they're, they're a very uh, Tom Thibodeau kind like of mixy team. And yeah, yeah Josh Hart, I, I like, you know, just like, Hart. I love Hart. I love Hart. I like DiVincenzo. I like Quigley. Um, or was it Quickly? I don't know how do you say it. No, nah, it's Quigley now forever. So, uh, <laughs> you know, I like their dudes and Hartenstein. I like their guys. Um, I just think that things Tibbs, are just a little. Tibbs is Tibbs, man. But and Ra- the Randall things really—you just can't have a guy taking them, pay- getting paid that much, who just is, doesn't bring it every night, and who pouts. And you just can't have it. It's so, well, you can't have him taking those shots anyway. Like well, who, who's too. who's authorizing that? Yeah, not Tibbs. <laughs> but, well, no, but so. Tibbs was—that's been Tibbs's thing his whole career. It's like you know, you watch Derrick Rose and Carlos Boozer doing that crap, you well, know, and they're they're I mean, much better at it. Rose was a Rose is, was an MVP and and uh, Boozer at least had a bunch of moves. You 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 did. This was late career. Sort of, Carlos yeah, I mean, Boozer. you were startled at some of the like you know time and place for him of his shots, but like he's like the guy. Like when I watch my my son's soccer team, and you know he doesn't. You know the the one kid doesn't. You know takes a terrible shot and then like walks back on defense. I mean, that's just kind of, mm, yeah. Randall's a little old for that. <laughs> so. It's uh it's really bad basketball and um surprised they let it go for so long. Yeah. But um, you know, as they, it's like we saw against Cleveland, you know, they were the tougher team and, and I have Cleveland at six and I have real kind of concerns about Donovan Mitchell. It just feels like his name is, popped up too much in non-Cleveland trade scenarios, you know, like he wanted to be in New York and kind of this, that, and the other. And yeah, it's probably a lot of media BS, but you got this two-headed point guard, or not point guard, but, you know, Darius Garland and Donovan Mitchell, and it's a little redundant. And I think Jared Allen's not going to be good this year. See, I, yeah, you're not. You're really down on Jared Allen. I, I, I have them. I have them way up. I have them way up at three. Ooh. I just, I just think that they are. I think they're just like a today's NBA regular season wet dream. Mm. And I, and I can see that they're going to get bounced in the first round again. <laughs> but I, I, I have no. I don't. I have almost. That's maybe the the most secure bet that I I can give. If you told me they were going to start featuring Evan um, Mobley. I, I would be way more in on this. I don't think that because they're not the thing with Donovan Mitchell and Darius Garland is they're not they're two headed scoring point guards. Neither of them know how to run an offense. And so a guy like Evan Mobley can't eat the way he needs to with those two guys. So I don't think that'll ever happen. I think it, it's just they're they're such good score and Mobley is so athletic. And I like Jared Allen, Jared Allen a lot more than you do. I like bringing in Strauss. Um, I just they're just they. I think they're just going to be able to win a lot of games. But they're gone in the first round. It's either going to if I have it, you know, 
you know, if everything stayed, I have Miami and them in the first round, and that's a wrap. Yeah, that's I mean, Mitchell, <laughs> so, Mitchell can put the team on his back and win a couple on his own. That's for sure. Right. Um, and he's amazing. Don't get me wrong. Right, I mean, right. man, talk about a guy that yeah. can just jump over you and then shoot it at right. will. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not, not, this is one I'm not knocking like them as plus. I like Garland. I like Mitchell. I like the, they're, they're good players, but the fit isn't going to work for. I'd like games. to see a 20 minute center pairing up with, with Mobley and give Mobley, you know, the other center minutes, you know, mm-hmm. and, and that would, so try to move Jared Allen. I don't know his contract, contract situation off the top of my head, but that to me would be ideal for them but and and your to your point about the addition of Struess I think that's a really big deal. They've relied on Karis LeVert way too much. I think somebody's got to get to LeVert and say, "Hey man, we're going to play you for 23 minutes. You can fire away for those 23 minutes, but right. we're not going to do that for 30 minutes a game." Yeah, if even that it seems much. I mean, he just he's got to I mean, he's been getting injured since he was at Michigan. I mean, he that, that guy's got to go He's got. They got to get him between you know sixteen and eighteen during the regular season if they expect him to ever but they, I be mean, around and viable for the playoffs. He's got a big old contract, you know. Yeah, that's just you know. Um, okay, so we we anyway. kind of touched the everybody but the top three, which is well, my top three we have. I got Philly at four. Oh, who you got at three? I got Cleveland at three. Oh, that's right. You just said that, yeah. huh? Yeah. Well, uh, you have Philly at four. I do tell. Let's, what, what, I mean, what are you fading? Oh, just, just James Harden. Uh, just you know, James the obvious. They got, they got James Harden on there. Now he's in great shape this year. Just throwing that out there. I mean, not great shape. Yeah, who cares? I mean, the, James Harden shape. Yeah, he he doesn't. I mean, like, I, I love Tyrese Maxey. Melton love, looked great I, the other day. I love Melton. I like PJ Tucker is going to PJ Tucker. Tobias Harris, despite that he's playing in a way that is so contrary to what he does well, he doesn't. He looks he great shuts, too. He shuts up. He does his job. Joel Embiid is a big talent, but I really his leadership is about as garbage as James Harden's. He's a throw my teammates under the bus. You know, guy, uh, you just play atrocious. The la- atrocious, absolutely atrocious. You have a chance to, to to win the thing on your home court. You play atrocious in two games, and you want to talk about other people. You, you, he is not a leader. He is not a leader. And when the next guy in line <laughs> is is a terrible leader, is worse than him as a leader, you're not going to do anything. Uh, if they if they get up to three, that's fine. I could see that, but they're they're not. They, they're they not need to get Boston. If they're going to make the finals, they need Boston because Kristaps, this version of Kristaps, especially, who's he looks very thin and very in shape, yeah. um, but that doesn't work against Joel Embiid, they need to get Boston and pray for the best. Yeah. Because they, they would have a su- substantial, and I don't think Al Horford can cover him anymore. Uh, Joel? Yeah. No. Yeah. I mean, yeah, but if Joel's going to, you never know. Joel might just decide to, you if, know, if he decides he's going to be shooting. If Joel implodes, they don't win anything. If Joel implodes, they don't win anything. The game's over. But right. if he's if he plays reasonably well, Al Horford yeah. can't cover him. 
and and, and Porzingis will deal with all sorts of issues and then you'll basically be and look I like Boston let's let's okay I got Philly third and I think we all know what Philly is you know and 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 my big question with Philly to kind of put a pin in it is can they get rid of Harden and then what do they look like with whatever they get back and can that then maybe they can bring back a leadership piece that can get through to Joel Embiid and maybe with a new coach Maybe, 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 maybe. Yeah, maybe. Uh, that's, that's, that would be Daryl. Only... Shoot me a DM. I got some ideas for you. Yeah, but... that that would be the only hope, um, because you have like I mean you have Tobias Harris and Tucker are fine as far as being veterans and leadership, and then Maxi. They're all <laughs> they're all. But the problem's at the top. The problem's at the top. <laughs> that's always the problem. The when the problem's at the top, that's always the problem. Yeah. I mean, Melton. Yeah, I'm, they're all I like gamers. I like, that. I like all these guys. But yeah. The, and theoretically, the Nick Nurse, at least, you know, it's a it's a new flavor of ice cream. You can possibly, that's you know, you got, a, you got a weird chance in hell. I don't know. How's, how's that going to work out? How is the Nick uh, Nurse? How's I, that? I, mean, this, I think this Nick guy, Nurse, I think he's a little overrated, but I just don't know. I think like. I, there's been some stuff I've seen. I'm like, yeah, I don't think you're getting the best out of your guys, man. But over, overrated or not, he he's he's not shy about telling you how you feel. And one thing we know that James Harden doesn't want to be coached. That we know. Well, Harden, the Harden <laughs> so conversation is just dead on arrival. Like huh? the Harden conversation is just dead on arrival. Like he's not changing. It doesn't right. matter if he's right. in shape. Doesn't matter. He's right. James Harden. It's just you right. know, we saw that one coming a mile away. You're right. Okay, so Boston. Okay, so one and two. Who you got? I got for the regular season, I think I got uh, Boston getting that number one spot and then with Milwaukee at two. Yeah, that makes sense. I, I kind of, when, when I was writing this out, I was kind of power ranking them. Um, yeah. So that's actually more accurate than what I wrote on my piece of paper because I think Boston, first of all, they didn't even really need Drew Holiday. <laughs> you know, when you look yeah. at Derek White, like, that guy can just flat out play and he's ready for everything. Yeah. <laughs> but then you add Drew Holiday and it's like, come on. I, I mean, that was, yeah. I almost think that, I don't think that they really considered that could happen. Cause that's the one place if you're Milwaukee that Drew Holiday could not go. Mm. That's the one. That's the one place. What a what is it? What a tangled web we weave when we yes. practice to um, and, tamper I mean, or something. I don't know. Yeah, that's the one place that you just. But you know, when you sent them to Portland, everything was on the table because you knew they weren't going to. Everybody was in play. Everybody was in play because you knew Portland wasn't going to keep and them. Talk about a fit. I just, I mean, he fits everywhere, but like, God, I think he really fits in Boston. Oh, God. They're going to just trot those four and and Porzingis out there and switch everything and not really get beat physically. And and the prop where it's really, the real issue is when you have a guy, to me, he's the best perimeter defender in the league. And when you're a great defender, like people... There was, a, you know, you, kill, you don't stop guys. You just make them shoot more difficult shots. You make them take more shots. Now, when that series happens, and it's Drew Holiday, and they're not going to be switching, you know, in the fourth, third through the fourth quarter, 
ain't gonna be a lot of switching. Drew Holiday is gonna be fighting over those screens, and it's gonna be he's and Dame Lillard's gonna get the full Drew Holiday experience. Which, by the way, <laughs> which, Drew's played really well. Yeah, against Damian Lillard. Yeah. So to me, this was like now you're back to having one on one. You get to double, you know, um, Giannis as you please. And I just, this was the piece to me. But I just. But that said, I've got Milwaukee winning it. You do. You're staying with them. I'm going to go with Milwaukee over Boston. Um, My my only reservation. You go first. Go ahead. Well, it's just the Giannis issue. Like, I don't think Horford can do it. I don't think Porzingis can do it. And and none none of them. I mean, maybe Drew Holiday can teach these guys all of Giannis's, you know, worst things. And yeah, but that's you know, I I don't even think that plays. Like I, I just, but Boston. Here's what Boston can do that can change my mind in the middle of the year, in the buyout market, start to target players that can get in Giannis's way, right? Whoever they may be. I mean, it's a it's going to be a shorter list, but I mean. Heck, like, um, what's his name out of Phoenix that I don't even think he's there anymore? Um, uh, brain, don't fail me now. It's uh, Kevin Durant. No, he's a six foot ten, <laughs> yoked out um, football player looking guy. Uh, I don't know. Stat Boy will figure this out for us before the end of the show. I swear he will. But maybe look in the in the in the market in the bio market. My 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 concern with Boston is still um, Missoula. Oh God, yeah. You know that's why that's Ish Wainwright. Where, my brain uh, my brain can now rest. Ish Wainwright. Ish Wainwright. You're looking yeah, for just that, players that can physically get in the way. Yeah, yeah. My problem. What I don't think. What what I what concerns me about Boston in that series is you know how they respond to adversity, and I I don't know that you're now talking about Jalen Brown, huh? You're now talking about Jalen Brown and and about, Jason I'm Tatum. Talking, I'm talking about them as a collective. Yep. 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 I'm hoping that this, you know, since the Jalen Brown's making $5 billion a year, that he will be confident and comfortable and just play. And that's what, that's the reason I have them just barely getting by. Well, this is where Derek White becomes huge. Cause I think Derek White can put it on the floor and do it in a different way than those two guys. Now he's not, not going to be like the best possible solution. They need somebody who can get the ball into the paint, not named Tatum, not named Brown. Cause then those guys get into the paint. They're just not that effective with it. Like, yeah, they score. It's at a highish level, but in the playoffs, like I don't think anybody's afraid of those guys sort of like dribble driving and you know, that they're going to pick you apart the minute they get an edge. Like right. I think you're happy with them taking whatever those four A's to the hoop are. Because it just doesn't result in a lot of secondary advantage, so you right. live with it. Yeah, I'm I'm also a little concerned with the depth of Milwaukee, though. Oh God, I, yeah. Well, both teams, both teams, really. But I think that they're top heavy enough that the rest of the East doesn't have a chance. But the Middleton well, knee, 
and then behind him, I mean, I don't think Crowder has anything left in the tank. Then you're talking about Campaign, who's about as consistent as, you know, something not, that's not, something, something that's very inconsistent. Very inconsistent. Um, <laughs> so you're really looking at just like, you know, Pat Coddington and Portis. You know, you know, Malik Beasley's going to get a chance to take some shots. Yeah, that's fine. I, I like I like Beasley. I like Beasley. I mean, he just, he's, for, he's, hey, he's for what it's worth, I'm assessing Milwaukee without Chris Middleton being good. Okay. I, I really, I mean, Brooke, <clears throat> pardon me, Brooke Lopez and Bobby Portis are a huge piece of that being okay. Right. I mean, they are just going to do what they do. There's yeah. no question about that. Pat Connickin, he's been around. He's going to do, they're going to do what they do. Yeah. They can't sustain injuries. And I, I do believe... Malik Beasley and campaign provide you two players that are cushioned against the really bad scenario of what if our depth becomes just like a massive gushing wound, you know, um, both these teams have that, that what if hanging over their head. Cause if, if it happens to Boston, if it happens to Chris stops, you're looking at Luke Cornett and Nemeus Kata. And I actually like Kata, but (laughs) he ain't ready for that. (laughs) Well, is there a and, 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 and Luke Cornett, mind you, is going to go to the Hall of Fame, but it's it's going to be because he developed the the jump from the key three point shot defense. Now, I, I'm wondering, is there like another? How many Antetokounmpo's are on this roster? Is there any more Antetokounmpo's that can take roster spots and never <laughs> contribute? Or are we? Are we? You're done referring to Col- Costa and Costa. And I, and I don't know. Um, yes, where is Costa? Do we do we know where Costa is? There, there might but be some complaints of nepotism. Now there's not there's not another um, Antetokounmpo, right? There's not a not that not we're a, aware of, and I'm pretty sure the world has looked. So, so uh, best case scenario, there possibly will be one more Antetokounmpo on this roster that can't really play. I, so, but they're also going to be in the buyout market. That's the, the NBA's second free agency, or whatever you call want to call right. it. Is, right. It's an absurd thing, by the way. I really <laughs> would like to see the league do something about that. I don't know what the answer is, but good teams loading up on great players. It's, it's definitely a cheat code against, uh, you know, now you're getting yeah, some guy that's, you know, got, you know, $80 million in the bank. <laughs> you get to pay him a million five. <laughs> Yeah. And the guy wants like, championship. You know, like. And you know what? I'll say this, though. I do it in fantasy leagues. It's like, I, it's like I, I'll take whatever I got to do right now. I'll just do it right now because I know I'll figure it out later. Right. And that's what they're figuring is like, yep, buyout market. We'll get somebody. <laughs> Jeff know, Green. Right. He'll be there. <laughs> we'll trade a first round pick to get him. Yeah, we're gonna have to do a a buyout show. Oh like, boy, we're gonna have to do a show like right before the deadline on you know buying out. Just like people. all decked out, we'll, we'll rent the the most expensive studio known to man. What about uh? Gosh, he doesn't really fit, man. What if uh? What if uh? Russell Westbrook makes his way over there at some point? Well, I mean, this is the question. If you're if you're talking James Harden to the Clippers, you know. Because that's not going to work with those two together. <laughs> I think it's not going to work would describe any scenario involving these two players. 
but, but yeah, with, no, I mean, you got to figure with, something at out. At least with Russell, at least with Russell Westbrook, he'll play hard and like he won't have disdain for a teammate that just because they're not comfortable. They, they, if, if, if a player cuts and 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 uh, and Russell Westbrook. They kind of get in his way. He's not gonna like hate them. <laughs> the, the idea that you can make a good basketball play and just because it's something that James Harden doesn't want you to do means that you're a terrible person. <laughs> like, we're I'd so rather, mean to James Harden. I'd rather play with Russell Westbrook any day of the week. <laughs> but yeah, I wouldn't rule him out. You know, I wouldn't rule him out to hit a game-winning shot in Game Seven of the NBA Finals. I would not rule him sure. out for practically anything but I would not also I would bet a significant amount of money that he will do the dumbest thing you've ever seen you know who else you should look who we should look at down the road because you, you kind of hinted on it I don't think this team they're going to have to do some stuff look for uh, look for CJ McCollum to be floating around yeah I because that New Orleans thing's a mess and he, he's not the issue but like something's got to happen there Something's got to happen, and I don't know that he's going to want... I think he'll be open to it because he's a super smart guy. I think he would like to win, and there's just a level of... Can you imagine a reunion in Milwaukee? That would be crazy. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I don't know what assets they have in Milwaukee. It feels like they might have very little. I mean, you know, yeah, to, get they, they to, to get Dame. To get a CJ. But, yeah. but he's just a player that... Not necessarily... Player of interest. Them. For you know, for a lot of these, the couple of five teams that are thinking they could be a championship team, because um, that that New Orleans thing's a nightmare. Well, we're going to cover that. It looks like Friday we are scheduled to do another show on the West, and that will put us up to date. That means that we'll uh, we'll have all of our predictions sort of out there. You guys will have gotten the best team previews the land has ever seen. You know, at least according to us. Yes, and that's all that matters. Yeah, yeah. So uh, it looks your, like stay in your own echo chamber oh. and tell yourself how great you are. Hey, that's the American <laughs> way, right? The American way. <laughs> America, f yeah. All right, so uh, that's going to put us uh, at the end of the show here. You know, we don't care about social media. We don't want you to follow us. No, that's. Uh, I, I'm I'm so sick of pimping Twitter and Facebook at the end of this show. Because they're cesspools that are destructive of humanity. How's that for an ending of the show? Um, you really? could follow us on, on Twitter at twitter.com slash KOZANDBRU show or facebook.com slash KOZANDBRU show. Cause, before we leave, you got anything to add? I don't have anything of any significance to add, although I am going to look into the, the sewer situation. <laughs> Please do. And I'll try to figure out that Petaluma sewer story for the next show. Maybe, maybe not. You guys, another one's in the books. Peace.